What is going on guys? It is April 23rd, 2019 and we would like to welcome you to another edition of Amateur Hour. I am Safwan Alvi, joined by Leo Saylor and for the second straight week Ryan Poley is not able to join us as he has baseball obligations yet again. So me and uh, Leo are going to hold it down for you guys for the second week in a row. Leo, what's going on my man? Uh, not too much. It's been a pretty good start to the week. We had yesterday off uh, and so kind of Hitting the ground with the, uh, what's the phrase? Hit, hitting the ground with our feet moving. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Yeah. We're hitting the ground running yeah. on a Tuesday. Uh, nice Tuesday. little four-day break. Exactly. Uh, Friday, Saturday, exactly. Sunday, you know, I, nice. I don't really, you know, three-day weekends are great, but I tell you what, I think the four-day work week has a top <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Getting the weekends off, getting your Monday, having Monday off is just the best thing ever. It is, it you is. You know, no Sunday nights when you, you have to go to work the next day and you're just like, ah, oh, man, weekend's too short. But then when you have Monday off, it's the best feeling it's a game out there. changer. It's a game changer. So yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. So today we are going to key in a lot on the NFL draft. This Thursday in Nashville, the NFL draft will happen. Finally, after college football season ends, everybody's ready for the draft. These these last couple months have been grueling, as we all know, as the NFL draft comes around. So we're going to talk about our Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to talk about some of the draft picks, you know, maybe who they should consider. And we'll also, me and Leo, will go through maybe like a quick top 10, top 15 mock draft on where we think some of these prospects will go. We'll also talk about hockey. We know the Blue Jackets swept. Obviously, we'll get to more on that later. Um, and then we'll talk about the NBA play playoffs as well as we get ready to go into the second round of that. So to start off, we're going to talk about the NFL draft, and right now I think the story heading into the NFL mock draft is Kyler Murray. Um, smoke screens are coming out now. Just a few weeks ago, apparently it was locked in 100%. Cardinals are drafting him, but the past 48 to 72 hours, apparently the Cardinals are losing interest in mm. Kyler Murray. Uh, Leo, I'm going to ask you, do you think that's a real report? Do you think there's validity to that, or do you think this is just a smoke screen? Well, it all depends on what they think is really lies within you know what they what they hope to be their franchise quarterback last year when they picked him you know yeah. I, I mean that's Josh Allen correct Josh Rosen Josh Rosen because they traded up to get yeah exactly exactly it's it's funny I get Josh Allen Josh Rosen confused and it just so happens there's going to be a Josh Allen likely in the top yeah, three this there year is. yeah there's so be, yeah, so yeah, it's it's very Allen. very convoluted and including the Jets are, are in that conversation yeah and so that could be even more convoluted. But anyways, um, yeah, it really depends on what they think of him. If they think he could be, you know, a really, really great player for them, then I think that you go ahead and you trade out of the pick. Um, and, and I don't really know what you what, where you trade down to is the next question because, you know, they'd love to get a Nick Bosa, right? Yeah. But you can't trade down to number two because San Francisco has – no longer the highest paid quarterback in the league, but yeah. formally and, they don't and need Jimmy G. Yeah. So they're not going to be in, interested in moving up. Um, so so then the question is, where do you trade down to, and what do you get as compensation? Yeah, We've seen these draft picks, dude, are like worth just absolute gold yeah. to these teams. And I don't know the last time we saw the number one pick traded. Yeah, quarterback especially. You know, quarterback, quarterback especially. The last time I can think of is maybe was it the Rams, right, when they drafted Jared Goff? I think they traded up. That's, that's the, right. Yeah, that's right. They did. They ago, did. But, ago. you know, that was – everyone knew that was going to happen. Yeah. That was one of the ones everyone knew would happen. And this one, how great would it be if, I tell you what, the commissioner goes out there and it would be the only time that I'd have a positive memory of uh, – Roger Goodell in my eye, <laughs> eyesight, but uh, he said instead of the Arizona Cardinals drafting Kyler Murray, he just shocked the world and says, we have a trade to announce. The first How? pick in the NFL draft has been traded to the, you know, whoever, yeah. whether it's the Raiders or the Redskins yeah. or the Jets, whoever it is. When I look at Kyler Murray, I think it's a smokescreen. I want to say that it's just a smokescreen. Maybe they're saying they're not interested in Kyler Murray to maybe boost the trade stock for Josh Rosen because maybe... Uh, they're going to try to tell teams that we're going to keep him. So if you want him, you're going to have to give us a whole bolt load. You're going to have to give us high draft picks. You're going to have to give us that. But personally, I think the Cliff Kingsbury system, you know, him fitting there like a glove, I think it's going to be too much. I think it's just smoke screens. I think Kyler Murray does eventually go number one overall to the Cardinals. You know, they, they fit too much. Josh Rosen hasn't been a part of their hype tapes. He, he, has, he deleted everything off his Instagram that had to do with the Cardinals. I think eventually this all builds up. I think Cliff Kingsbury likes uh, Kyler Murray too much, and I overall I do think he goes number one overall. 
Yeah, um, I, I don't really know the validity to this, but let me ask you, what are the chances that he goes number one overall and pins the Oakland A's and the Arizona Cardinals against each other and says, hey, bidding war, who wants me? Yeah, he could. He did want, I heard, $15 million from the A's. Right. That was what his... Uh, that was what his signing deadline was. If you guys give me $15 million, I'll play baseball. But and if you're that's, not, I'm That's a compensation for being the number one overall pick, I believe. Let's see. For the NFL. Let me, let me fact check that. Yeah, yeah, Kyler was the number nine overall pick in, in the baseball. Was it nine or was it six? Nine. He nine. was the number okay. nine overall to the Oakland Athletics. Hard to believe that the A's finished any better than 21st overall. Yeah. Like, they're terrible every yeah. year. I'm sorry, go ahead. And, um, and big shout out to Kyler Murray, though, because he's going to be the first player ever in the history of any sport. You know, the Bo Jacksons, the Deion Sanders, and all those guys at the world. He's going to go top 10 in, in the MLB draft, and more than likely, he's going to go number one. But if not, he's going to go top 10 in the NFL draft. First uh, athlete to ever do that. So we are, you know, witnessing a really special athlete in Kyler Murray. So, and then obviously, there's so much to be had in this draft. The two teams that are really going to make a big difference, I think, in this draft are the Raiders, who have the number four overall pick, and the Giants, who have the number six overall pick. So apparently... Uh, John Gruden is ready to move off of Derek Carr. That's what the reports are. Obviously, nobody has said that yet, but apparently he wants to get rid of him, and apparently he loves Kyler Murray. John Gruden loves Kyler Murray. So, And apparently we're going to get surprised with that number four overall pick, what they're going to do with it. They have three first-round draft picks this year. The Raiders do, obviously, after trading Amari Cooper and after trading Khalil Mack. So the Raiders have a lot of you know flexibility. They have a lot of draft picks. You know, or maybe they just don't do anything. Again, maybe it's a smokescreen and they just take the best available at number four. But, you know, it's really interesting. And looks like Leo has some information for us. Uh, yeah, just just checking real quick. This year, if Kyler Murray were to be picked number one, it's projected that he would earn uh, somewhere close to a $40 million contract with a little bit over $25 million of that coming uh, lump sum up front. And uh, as a signing bonus, as a signing bonus. signing bonus. So let's see who would be Arizona. I believe Arizona, Arizona might be a tax-free income state. Yeah, I'm which not would com completely familiar look, about let, that. Let we'll me check that. that out because that could be big. You see a lot of things when when players make money like this. Um, them choosing different uh, places. Florida is a hot spot. You look at Texas and and teams that are going to uh, Vegas and Nevada. Because they don't have state income tax. Yeah. So I think the math was as soon as Stanton was traded, over the course of his contract, he would theoretically lose close to, I think, $8.5 million. Ooh, that's a lot Because of he's going from a tax-free income state in Florida to a state in New York, specifically New York City, where the, I mean, your income it is just getting taxed heavily. It is and, and it boils down to close to a year of his services. So it really is a game changer. And Jose Reyes spoke out right when he was traded from the Marlins tax for income to the Blue Jays, who Canada, their income on your or their taxes on your income are astronomical. And 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 the citizens benefit from that. We're not talking politics here. But Jose Reyes spoke out that he was disappointed because he was happy with the money he was making in Miami. Yeah. But although his salary was the same in Toronto, a lot of it, or not a lot of it, but a portion of it was being taken and contributing to a lot of different things in the community that taxes benefit. Yeah, um, So it's interesting, and so you wonder if that could sway Kyler Murray if, in fact, Arizona is a tax-free state, which I will check in on. Apparently, well, he has committed to football, so I'm going to take his word on it, but you never know. You, oh, he dude. could. He could it's, make it's it a minute. It's a money more. thing. It is money. You know, it's a lot. It's millions and millions of dollars. This ain't just a couple hundred thousand. We're talking millions and millions of dollars that he could have on the table. You know, if he gets drafted number one overall, we'll see what happens. And obviously, we know the first round of the NFL draft is always a quarterback-heavy draft. It has been for the past decade and more than a decade. Everybody's trying to get their quarterback, especially the teams that need one. I think another four or five quarterbacks will go in the first round. Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. Um, and then I think there's one, maybe Ryan Finley, Will Greer, they said could go up into the first round. He's overhyped. Will <laughs> Greer. I, I, I'm sorry, West Virginia yeah, I agree. I, 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 I would take him if you want to have like a fourth, fifth round waiver on him, you know, just to see if maybe he'll pan out fine. But I wouldn't take him with a high round. Oh no, you're not. You should not pin any expectations on him. You know, you know, presently surprised if he makes some noise or something. Yeah, like he that. reminds me a lot of Bryce Petty. You know, a lot of deep uh, routes. You know, it's a high raid Big Twelve. You know, system. They don't play much defense over there. I prefer, you know, the Dwayne Haskinses of the world, the Kyler Murrays of the world. Pro-style quarterbacks. You Pro-style. They play good defenses. Even though uh, Kyler Murray didn't, he has a lot of potential. He can run around. He can do a lot of things. Yep. Uh, Dwayne Haskins played against really good defenses in the Big Ten through 50 touchdowns. And speaking of, I know I just mentioned the Raiders and the Giants. Those two are crucial. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins was like 
was penciled into the Giants just a little while ago. Now, apparently, Dave Gettleman and the crew are, you know, enamored with an edge rusher, maybe Rashawn Gary, maybe Josh Allen if he's available. Ed I don't Oliver's see Allen falling there. that fall. Yeah, out of... Uh, I don't see Josh Allen falling maybe past four to the Raiders, depending on what they do. So maybe Rashawn Gary for the Giants. But if I'm the Giants, I got to address this quarterback situation. Unless you're really, you don't like any of these guys enough to take them high and you want to go with next year, you know, with Tua Tagovailoa, with Jake Fromm, with all those guys coming out. But the Giants got to do something about their quarterback. And I don't know what they're going to do. And the Raiders, obviously, they have a lot of draft assets. It's really going to be interesting to see what happens with them. I think DK Metcalf, he took over the combine with you know low body fat. He's you know tearing it up. I think it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. We thought he was a top 10 pick. Now maybe he's going to drop into the teens, maybe even to the 20s. Um, the cornerbacks, uh, three, DeAndre Baker, Rock Yassin, and uh, Byron Murphy all look like they're going to be first-round picks. And this is a draft, obviously, that is defensive-loaded. Obviously, the uh, the top 10 prospects, majority of them are defensive players. The only ones that really have a chance is, you know, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, and maybe TJ Hawkinson, the line, uh, the tight end, excuse me, out of Iowa. Noah Fant, his TJ Hawkinson's teammate, is also a really nice weapon. So I'm really looking forward to the draft. So now we're going to talk about our neck of the woods, the Cincinnati Bengals, who have the number 11 uh, pick in the draft this year. And they have 11 picks overall, ironically enough, 11th yeah. pick overall. And they have 11 picks overall in the entirety of the draft. At 11, the best fit for them, for the Bengals, even though at this point now it's not realistic, would be Devin White. Inside linebacker from LSU, sideline to sideline speed. Even though he may be a little undersized, he's a thumper. He's strong. He can cover. He could. Uh, he's basically the full linebacker that you would need. Real. It was realistic a while ago, but now I see him personally dropping no later than fifth to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know Quan Alexander left them in free agency. Yeah. So it's you just you know plug and play Devin White. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler for a while. Um, I think that that really puts them. Uh, I mean, we can all fantasize Dwayne Haskins falling, right? We can all fantasize, but I think that really just puts them, Devin Bush is your guy. Yeah, and now that's another one, the linebackers, because that we know that's the worst position on the Bengals is their yeah. linebackers. They're struggling. Guys like Nick Vigil, Jordan Evans, Vinny Ray, these are at best roti- uh, rotational pieces, excuse me, but they're playing starter reps. They're playing every down, and it was bad last year. They were getting beat in the run game. They were getting beat in the passing game. They couldn't cover anybody. Yeah. It was just bad. I mean, it's so bad that this would not be – the solution to the linebacker problem. This this would be a big part of the solution. And yeah. then you still got to go get someone from the outside, whether it's free agency or, or a trade. Exactly. Or who knows, maybe another draft pick that you know you really believe in and pans out, whatever it is. That position is such a position of weakness for Cincinnati. You have to go get a linebacker. You have, you have to go get them unless there is an ideal situation where, say, you get an opportunity to trade up for a quarterback or one falls into your lap. Yeah. Um, I, I really believe. And, and only the high-end guys, the, the Haskins and, and, dare I say, Murray, but I don't see that happening yeah. in a million years. Right, with the but, Cardinals having that number one pick. Right. Um, or who knows, maybe you trade your pick for a Josh Rosen. You know, you know is, yeah. that, is, is that interesting? You know, do you entertain that? Um, when is Dalton's contract up? Is it after, after this year? After this year. Yeah. yeah so, so maybe there's a guy that you say, okay, we want him to, you know, learn our offense. You know, he's a young guy. Meanwhile, we're really not sacrificing anything off our current roster. Yeah. And, and they, actually, you could cut Andy Dalton today and you would have zero money going to the dead cap. So you could uh, draft Dwayne Haskins right. somebody, but, and you would not. And lose anything. While as, as, as fans, we look into that and we say, perfect. You know, no cap it, easy peasy. We can fill that with, say, the linebacker that we wanted to draft, whoever his replacement could be to be the talented linebacker. But you look at that and we in Cincinnati are unfortunately, uh, for any hockey fans out there, blessed to be the Ottawa Senators of of football and Eugene Melnick and Mike Brown are best friends because <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter what the cap is because our team only spends what 75 yeah, 80 percent of the cap exactly and we've got an internal cap yeah. and uh so paying even though he wouldn't contribute to the cap just paying Dalton the, the outright cash that his fans don't care about Mike Brown won't do it in a million years exactly I agree with you and mentioning the two Devons those are the two best linebackers Devin White Devin Bush and after that, there, there is a pretty significant drop-off. So Big if I'm time. the Bengals, you know, both of those guys are three-down linebackers. They're going to improve your linebacking core immediately. They're day-one starters. They're going to make an impact. 
Um, what is another one we could we talk about? The quarterback. Apparently, rumors are going on the Bengals are interested in Dwayne Haskins. And now with the Giants looking like they might pass on Dwayne Haskins at number six, I think he would fall right into the lap of the Cincinnati Bengals. The only team that would maybe draft him would be the Broncos, or we could see a trade-up you know, of the Dolphins coming up to go get Dwayne Haskins or the Redskins coming up to go get Dwayne Haskins. But if they don't, Haskins is right there. So, Lee, I'm going to ask you if Haskins is there at 11, but also maybe Devin Bush is there at 11, who would you take? i take Haskins and i trade Dalton um, to a team who might have that, that defensive impact player and ideally a linebacker, but that might you might be narrowing your search uh, yeah. your searches a little bit. I don't short know on how much one. teams love Andy Dalton yeah, that much. Yeah, um, <laughs> who knows? There, there may be some team out there that feels, you know, I mean – Shoot! Look what teams were willing to give Alex Smith. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, if really, if you want to find a comparable, I think Alex Smith is a relatively fair comparable to Andy Dalton. Um, as of a couple of years ago, obviously Alex Smith has tremendously exceeded Andy Dalton um, yeah. minus last season, of course. But when he snapped his leg, that's right. You know, we but, have to get but he had a couple seasons in Kansas City where he tremendously he really outperformed, good, yeah. outperformed uh, Andy Dalton. That might have been systems. Thank you, Andy Reid. Yeah. But with that said. You know, there's teams who, who really will buy. I think Kirk you could, you could get a third or fourth Kirk round Cousins. pick for Andy Dalton. I yeah. think it's reasonable to get a third, fourth round pick for Andy Dalton if you want to draft Dwayne Haskins. And I agree, I would take Dwayne Haskins because Zach Taylor. There's a new head coach. There's a new coaching staff. That's the message to Cincinnati right now. Yeah. It's a new team, new coaching staff. We're going to move in a new direction. Yes, sure. Andy Dalton has been fine. You know, nobody's saying he's bad. Nobody's saying he's terrible. But if well, plenty of people are saying that, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it's but, not true. But that's emotional yeah, fans who aren't looking fans. at the stats. If you think Andy Dalton is a terrible quarterback, then you honestly don't know what you're talking about. He might I don't not think be a winner, but he's a, but he's a successful yeah, NFL quarterback he, who does his job he, well. He's made the playoffs four times. He's good. Listen, he's no Hall of Fame Carson Palmer. No. But, <laughs> but right. he's been formidable. He gets the job done. If, out of the 32 quarterbacks, he's right there in like the 17th, 18th, right in the 100%, middle. 100%, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's an NFL quarterback. Exactly. There's nothing more than less you can say about and Andy Dalton, he's fine, but you know, getting Dwayne Haskins, you know, the gunslinger to change the fortunes of Cincinnati, you get that quarterback that can energize Cincinnati. You know, he was just up the road at Ohio State, that's less than two hours away, keeping the Ohio connection there, throwing to Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, having Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, and maybe, obviously, maybe Tyler Eifert being healthy. You can go get a tight end in the second, third round. This is a really nice tight end class. You know, things would change at Cincinnati. You drafted Billy Price, Cordy Glenn, go get some more offensive linemen to prove that. It could be a really nice offense if Zach Taylor, you know, can make things work. I think Dwayne Haskins would energize Cincinnati. And even if they drafted Devin Bush, it's not a bad pick. It's a really good pick. You're addressing a uh, position of need. Linebacker is really important. So while also you're not reaching for that position, you're not giving up on best player available in order to get that linebacker. You're not taking your 11th pick and drafting the guy who's ranked, you know, 21st just because yeah. you need a linebacker. Like you're Devin you're Bush, still getting yeah. a guy who's who's in that a first you know, round talent. In that yeah, yeah first round talent and kind of maybe he. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's slotted by a lot of people to go a pick or two, maybe three later. But as long as you're kind of in that range and yeah, it's not too much of a absolutely, reach, I, agree. I, I don't have a problem with that. Now, unless you're talking about later in rounds, actually, I, I, I throw that ideology out the window and say take the best player available. If, they, if there's a quarterback that you believe could be a sleeper, take him in the sixth round, even if you've got Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Because if he turns into something... Great, you got someone to push Aaron Rodgers. Great, you've got an alternative option if he gets hurt, or even better, great, you got a guy to trade. Maybe that yeah. guy is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers or maybe it's yeah. this young guy. Aaron Rodgers, we've seen he's had some injury problems. Just like yeah, yeah, it, it's all hypothetical. But my, my point is, later in rounds, you just take the best guy because no matter what, he's not going to play for you next year, exactly. unless you know something that nobody else does. Exactly, you know. And the Bengals, it's going to be hard for them to go wrong. You know, the only way the Bengals would go completely wrong is, you know, drafting a wide receiver, drafting DK Metcalf. Like, there's no reason for you to have yeah. a and you have Tyler Boyd. There's plenty of good interior defensive linemen here that, that are just phenomenal talents, but that's not what we need. Yeah. You say what you want about Geno maybe not being as dominant at times as we yeah. would like. Yeah, that's not even – Geno was fine. He's still a top five defense. Like, it's the guy next to him, Andrew Carl, Billings, yeah. who can't win his one-on-ones. Geno Atkins is getting double-teamed every play. And Carlos done that major teams. disappointment. Yeah, personally, I think he's overrated. I like him, but overrated. You got – I personally wouldn't mind. If, if Ed Oliver falls to the Bengals, I would snatch him up in a heartbeat. Having Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and then Sam Hubbard – and then, you know, all the guys having one-on-ones, I think that would be really good for them. I think then you're almost looking like the Texans of a couple years ago. With just Davion Clowney J. J. and J.J. Watt Vince and, uh, and Wilfork. Uh, uh, a couple years ago, they have uh, from the Bills, Mario Williams, mm-hmm. who was their uh, linebacker got in trouble for PEDs. Brian Cushing. Dude, 
Holy cow, did they have a front uh, yeah, seven? Yeah, a front seven. Oh my to be goodness. With. Yeah. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let's list that again. That's JJ Watt. JJ Watt, Jadavion Clowney, Brian Cushing, Vince Wilfork, Vince Wilfork, Mario Williams. Um, they had uh, Bernardrick McKinney as a linebacker. Oh my goodness, dude. Yeah. This team was low. <laughs> that front did... seven was nasty. That was a nasty front Oh seven. my gosh. And yet, I don't think they even. You know what, dude? I was going to say, I don't even think they won a playoff game, but you know they beat the Bengals in the yeah. divisional round like they were, what, twice? Yeah, they were beating the Bengals every year. Uh. Oh, man. But again, I hear you because it's not the major need. You can you know, tr- maybe try to get Andrew Billings. You have Glasgow from Michigan that you drafted. I agree, it's not a major point of need. And even if you have that great defensive line, your linebackers are still really bad, so it's not going to help you any. Plus, that draft pick is worth so much. To me, that draft pick is worth so much more to me than that interior lineman. If you could trade that draft pick, for to someone who wants this guy you know if he wants a dk metcalf or whatever you, you know they can pick this guy up right and in exchange you could ask for a, an nfl you know like legitimate veteran player who yeah. fills that need and, and also has years to go you yeah know? um i i don't think that's a, i i do think it's out the window because the Bengals don't think like that yeah. but I, I don't think sometimes the Bengals don't really think logically they don't sometimes think they, they, don't think they refuse to way. think i think that's just yeah. kind of their main objective. they've been doing that for a long long yes. time now and then yeah, i think another good pick would be tj hawkinson the tight end obviously we know tyler eifert has really struggled with injuries you can't trust him to stay healthy yeah cj uzama was a nice you know nice replacement but he's not the guy you get a guy like cj uh, tj hawkinson you have ozama uh, and Hawkinson on the edge. That's when Andy Dalton was at his best. Remember 2015 when he had got when he had Croft healthy, when he had Tyler Eifert healthy, having those two tight ends mm-hmm. paired with Tyler Boyd and AJ Green, having three legit weapons. Yeah, because then you've got a, a sl- another slot receiver, and then you've got and he's great in the run game. And then you've you've got Geo, who's a receiving threat out of the backfield, and he can even I'm not saying it's Le'Veon Bell, but he can even pull yeah, Le'Veon absolutely. Bell and line up wide, um, or even it, we've seen him line up in the slot too. Yeah. Um, you add in the, the mix that Joe Mixon, you know, adds a factor of oh are they just gonna you know run it down our throat yeah um, and, absolutely. And, and creating questions there's an opportunity here to i'm not saying for them to compete because we're only talking about the skill positions and we also as fans only talk about best case scenario right um you know best case scenario and and honestly i mean look at aj green's toe like he might be completely healthy by the time the season rolls around but that's a toe. That's a nagging injury yeah you know so best case scenario is yeah. never a good way to look at your team yeah by you gotta we have to look at it like what could we be right exactly so you exactly to like, you try to try to think of the positive yeah and T.J. Hawkinson he helps with the run game he's a complete tight end he can go run your routes go get you hundred yards receiving and he also he's in the great blocking in the pass game Blake uh, great blocking in the run game he's a complete tight end I think that would also be a good pick which is something you don't see out of the draft a lot a lot of times these yeah. guys are underdeveloped in the series so that's that's impressive to see especially tight ends recently you see a lot of them uh, route running but a lot of them don't give the effort you know blocking is just all about effort. yeah I mean I mean who's the dude in Cleveland uh, uh David Njoku yeah Njoku I've never seen that guy touch another guy yeah. except for when he's getting Absolutely. tackled and when they talk to Tony he's Gonzalez. He's great, though. He's great. He's exactly. great. Don't get me wrong. But he's not much of a threat to block. He's not an yeah, extra offensive lineman. He lineman. is just a guy who runs he's, routes that are designed for guys he's, his size. He's, a, he's just a big receiver. Yeah. He, that's all he is, is a big receiver. Yeah. And that, why was Gronk so great? Why is he considered, you know, one of the greatest tight ends ever? Because he was a great route runner. He's more important. Massive. He blocked. He pass blocked. He run blocked. He wasn't That dude didn't even physical. have to be good at blocking. He was so big. He like, was just incredible. Matter. Guys like Tony Gonzalez, Shannon Sharp, these guys did it all. These yeah. are tight ends that could help you in the pass game, but they were, you know, bangers in the running game and in the passing game. So I think that would also be another good pick. A cornerback I don't think would hurt. Maybe a guy like Greedy Williams, maybe a guy like Byron Murphy. I think that it's something that you need, but as a fan, I'm sick of it. Listen, we've had too many times where it just hasn't gone well with these guys who are supposed to be, you know, positions that you got to have but but aren't. Like, like, I think defensive back is a skill position, but it's not one of the, the top-end ones that you think of. And – you like gotta we, have cornerbacks though. Cornerbacks are I understand, essential I understand, in today's league. But listen, we've gone through it with, with uh, Kirkpatrick and Darquez Denard. Like we've been down this road, and I'm not saying that you don't need them, and I'm not saying those guys aren't any good or won't be any good, and I'm not saying that that means that this guy can't or won't be any good. Different coaching uh, strategies, and also that's small sample size. That's two examples, right? But as a fan, I'm kind of sick of it. Yeah, and I'm kind of saying unless in, instead of going to the well. And filling that position, the other position from the outside, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that's free agent or trade, 
or just not in typical Bengals fashion, um, why don't we take that position and then fill this one yeah. with someone from the outside? Because we've been down this road before, and these guys take longer to develop. Yeah, These guys take longer to develop, and I'm not saying that, oh, we need them right now, but I'm telling you, as Cincinnati fans, we need something. Yeah. And, and and watching a, a cornerback routinely make mistakes, but the announcer's casually going, oh, but that's a learning, yeah. you know, a learning Drake instance Kirkpatrick for our has young. Been making mistakes ever since he got to Cincinnati. Yeah, Drake Kirkpatrick is still learning, and he's 27, and, he, and his coach was Nick Saban for three years. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And like, there's, there's no cornerback in this draft class, you know, that's locked down. Darrell Revis, you know, Deion Sanders, you know, type that's going to, you're just going to Who's a kid in Jacksonville? Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I yeah. love Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, a guy I, like Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. You just he'd know be great in the NHL, exactly. too. You give him a month, a month on skates and he'd be in the league. Did yeah, you, you just that? know he's going to be great. You, know, you see that? Greedy, what? Jalen Ramsey said that before the season. That he would be great on skates. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey talks all the he time. Said, he said, I think he said, give me a year of training and I could be in the NHL. <laughs> he's, a, he's a top cornerback in the NFL. He's a top five no, cornerback. No. You don't think he's a top five cornerback in the NFL? Oh, I think he's a top three quarterback in the NFL. But are you talking about the NHL? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, no, no, no. Give no, me no. a year on skates making the yeah, NHL. No. I love him for saying it, but NHL players responded to that and they were pissed. Yeah, they were probably ready to kill him. Because, oh, yeah. You know, oh, can't yeah. Just talk oh, yeah. Him and really PK Subban brought him out on the ice in this but, game. Yeah, like, but there's no Jalen Ramsey in this class that you're going to take him. You're just going to game one game breaker, you know, in the secondary. You know, Greedy's nice. Byron Murphy, DeAndre Murphy. These are, I think these are going to be pretty solid cornerbacks in the NFL, but they're not, you know, top 10, you know, top 11 picks in this class. So the Bengals, it's going to be hard for them to go wrong. I think maybe the offensive line, if Jawan Taylor falls to them, big uh, right tackle out of Florida, really helped bolster the offensive line. You know, having Billy Price, Cordy Glenn, and then getting Jawan Taylor, and then having Clint Bowling, let Joe Mixon run, give him the ball 20 times because he's that type of running back. You know, and that'll really help open the passing game. That'll help open up. Who knows? Maybe you say then next year you get your quarterback. Exactly. Yeah. Real Jones quick, who's gonna be who's gonna be headlining next year's draft? Tua, Tua Tagovailoa, <gasps> and Jake Fromm. All right. Okay. Tank for Tua is already on. I'm gonna tweet it. I'm oh, gonna tweet it. Man. Yeah. So now, real quick, um, I think we've been going for a little bit. We do want to do a quick mock draft. We're just gonna do a quick top ten. Ooh. And then we'll get to eleven too. We're gonna get to eleven just for the Bengals. All right. All right. So number one, you agree? Kyler Murray goes Kyler, to the Cardinals. Yep. Number two, Nick I think Bosa. it's pretty obviously Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. He's many consider he's the best prospect in this draft class, and he would have been number one if Kyler Murray didn't fit like a glove with Cliff Kingsbury. Then the Jets and the Raiders. This is where it gets interesting. This is where the Quinn and Williams, Josh Allen conversation is to be had because the Jets have Leonard Williams, who is a top five defensive tackle, maybe top six, but they don't have that edge rusher. But it's widely considered that Quinn and Williams is a better football player than Josh Allen. But Josh Allen has the higher ceiling. Right. And it fills a position of need because the Jets need a pass right. rusher. So I'm going to go Josh Allen because I think you pair him up with Leonard Williams coming off the edge, and I really like that. But I could also very well see them going Quinn and Williams as well. I can see them going Quinn and Williams, and I'm going to say they are because the Jets are trying to turn a new leaf in their franchise. The new uniforms, uh, Le'Veon Bell, what was their other big news? C.J. Mosley. Yeah, yeah, C.J. Mosley. That's I mean, going to be a really good defense, too. Whoever they yeah. get Quentin Williams or Josh Allen paired with C.J. Mosley, paired with Jamal Adams, yeah. that's going to be a nasty, nasty defense. There's finally some upside at the quarterback position where yeah, you're no Rowley. longer dealing with Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez and Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh, oh, and who could forget Geno Smith? Oh, yeah. Man. Everybody's favorite quarterback. Like, I mean, Gino let's, Smith. like, geez. I mean, nobody talks, like, everyone talks Cleveland quarterbacks. Jets quarterbacks are bad. Yeah, Jets quarterbacks <laughs> have been very bad. underwhelming over the years. So you're going to go Quinton Williams, and obviously you're going to go Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. They're interchangeable. And then number five again, Tampa Bay. I think they go with Devin White. They're going to they got rid of Quan Alexander, and they're going to draft Devin White to replace him. Yeah, like you said, it, it's plug and play. You couldn't have said it better. Yeah. So number six is really interesting. Do the Giants take a quarterback, or do they maybe go with Rashawn Gary? Maybe they go with Ed Oliver. Maybe they go offensive lineman. What do you think? Oh man, that's a hard one. I think, I think they're gonna go Ed Oliver. You think Ed Oliver? I think they're gonna. I don't want to say reach, but I think Ed Oliver could be had later in, in this yeah, draft. Yeah, he, right? he, he could be special. He, but I, I think he could be, he could go later in this draft. But at the same time, I don't really think it's a reach to take him at six. Yeah, because he he has a chance to be one I of mean, the best defensive players it, in the NFL. His ceiling is so high, really high. He has a high motor he's fast he was double teamed he was at houston he was getting double teamed every play and he was still disruptive every single play right so you got ed oliver i'm gonna go mm, do i think the giants are gonna smoke screen dwayne haskins or are they gonna take him like i just know why they, i just don't know why they wouldn't dude like like 
What is your, what's their quarterback situation? Yeah. Why would you not take Dwayne Haskins? Listen, if you want a guy who nobody – listen, if he's a bust, nobody's going to rip the Giants for that pick, right? But because watch, you needed a quarterback at that time. Right, and and he was and he's a pro-style quarterback. He's not a risk of yeah, any type or anything like that. But I tell you, know. you what, if he goes any later than six to the Giants and he has at least a marginally good career, you know, a Pro Bowl appearance or two, oh, my gosh, the New York Giants will be on fire forever. Yeah. And – and. I mean, God forbid if he's a Hall of Famer, there will be a curse. Because because you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. He was that, right there for you to take. Exactly. And and he is everything you you look for in a quarterback. He can move if he needs to, but he's traditionally a pocket passer. Yeah. He's big. He has a gun. Exactly. I, I, I mean, 70% completion percentage. Exactly. Yeah. This guy. He's your prototypical NFL. NFL pocket gunslinger. You know, yeah, he's your exactly. Peyton Manning, he's your Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Well, dude, I'm, not can, I'm not comparing can, him to that. Honestly, I'm going to give him the legs of Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm going to give him. Really? Well, wow. That's a really complicated. He can move. He's not, you know, super mobile, but I think he's like a big man. He can get out of, he can I go get he, you a six, seven yard run when you need to. He can give you a QB sneak. He's long. You know, he's as athletic as he needs to be, but Tom Brady's not athletic. Peyton Manning's not athletic. Drew Brees isn't very athletic. You don't have to be, you know, Patrick Mahomes in today's age. We're all enamored with Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. But, you know, you know what wins? You know what won six Super Bowls? You know what won Peyton Manning Super Bowls? Drew Brees, pocket passing and gunslinging. That's right. And good coaching. And good coaching, which we're hoping that Pat Shermer will be able to give Dwayne Haskins if he does. No, no, no. What we're hoping is that he comes to Cincinnati and receives that good coaching. <laughs> I think another uh, player to look out for is Rashawn Gary. He's uh, really popular out of Michigan. Maybe he didn't have the production, but he has a lot of talent. A lot of talk around this guy. Yeah, Rashawn Gary. So in the number seven, I think Juwan Taylor to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just signed Nick Foles. They need offensive line help. they got to protect him. I think it's pretty safe to say Juwan Taylor might be going there. Maybe TJ Hawkinson, another guy. They give uh, Nick Foles a weapon. Yeah, I'm with you. And and this really is the part of the draft that we're starting to see, you know, if a guy goes five spots later or earlier than we're saying, honestly, I won't be shocked. Yeah. Like, like we're getting to the part of the draft here where there really is kind of a, not a disparity, but but a, a wealth of, of similar talent. Yeah. Really they, great talent. Exactly. The draft. So. Yeah, I could see Jawan Taylor going as early as seven, but maybe going as late as like 16. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you just never know. And then uh, the Lions, I think maybe they could uh, take a flyer on Montez Sweat, the defensive end from uh, uh, Mississippi State. We know they signed Trey Flowers for that big contract. I think pairing him up with Trey Flowers to get that edge rush. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, if he if the Jaguars take Juwan Taylor, would be another good one. We all know they swung and missed on Eric Ebron a handful of years ago, and TJ Hawkinson is a better version of Eric Ebron who blocks, so I think that would be a good pick for them. I have been uh, taking Brian Burns. Oh, Brian Burns, the edge rusher from uh, Florida, Florida State. State. Yep. And then I, the Bills, I think if TJ Hawkinson has gone from the Lions, which I do, I'm going to have the Lions taking Hawkinson. I think the Bills adjust the offensive line. they got to protect Josh Ooh. Allen because that offensive line is really bad. They need to protect their star quarterback, their future quarterback. I think they go Jonah Williams, offensive lineman from Alabama. What do you think? See, I have him going to Jacksonville at 7. Oh, you think they take Williams over Taylor? Right. I, I think I think they have Jonah Williams at seven, and then I think actually Buffalo addresses another need. I think Buffalo has a lot of yeah, needs. Yeah, they have a lot of needs. Um, they have a lot of and, needs. and their secondary just gets torched week after week. Yeah. Week. So I'm going to throw Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy, really good cornerback. He's going to be a solid, you know, number two. I don't see him being a number one, but a solid number two. He's going to give you a good, a lot of good years. You know, probably a couple Pro Bowls in his career. Think of Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, just a really good cornerback. I like that pick. And then going to the Broncos. This is. This is a curious case because maybe they could take Devin Bush because they do need a linebacker, but they could also take a quarterback because we know they're not going to commit to Flacco long-term, maybe maybe one to two years, but long-term, I don't think. You think maybe Drew Locke is an option here? Or is Dwayne Haskins an option here? Oh, uh, I really think that as Bengals fans, what we're going to see happen is... Obviously, Devin White's off the board. He's not. He's yeah, not Devin White off the board to number he's, five. And and I honestly really, really just seeing it happening that uh, uh, Devin Bush out of Michigan is going to go earlier in the draft and somehow Haskins is going to fall. And so, then, you have, and then, so you have the Broncos taking Devin Bush, which would ultimately mean at number 11, he's going to be sitting there. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback no, of Ohio State. I have Haskins gone 
No, no, I, I'm, I don't have this, but I'm really predicting that, that all. Okay, so honestly, we look, we came into this thinking, Devin Bush, other Devin, what's his face? Devin White, Devin Foot, Devin Bush, Devin White, and who knows, maybe in our dreams, Dwayne Haskins. Those are kind of our three. That Those are the at. three ones that the Bengals should want. Right, and I'm afraid that we're gonna get our two, the two defensive guys, our Devins taken earlier because I think positionally that will happen. And then I think for some reason the Devin Giants... White especially. I think it's, right. it's yeah, a That's a lock. Devin that's White, a lock. Yeah, that's a lock. Now it's just our top two that we're really uh, looking at. Bush, the other Devin, and Dwayne Haskins. Exactly. And I think somehow the Giants are going to be dumb enough not to take Dwayne Haskins and everything's going to look so good for us at 11 and then I think the Broncos are going to break our hearts and take Dwayne Haskins and we're going to take an O-lineman because we're going to crush under pressure. You don't, you don't think the Bengals will take Devin Bush if that happens? If no, I'm saying I think I think everyone's gone. I oh, think, you think Devin Bush is going to be gone in the top ten? Uh, I think positionally he could be, dude. I really it do. Could be, but I don't think I don't think so. But I'm saying, I, I, listen, that's this is not my prediction. But I'm saying as a Bengals fan, how 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 it how could bad? happen? Yeah. yeah, it really could happen. For the Bengals, it could happen, and we have to end up drafting you know somebody like Noah Fant. You know who's not bad? He's a good receiving tight end, but he doesn't. A guy you want to add, but it's it's. Di- disappointing (laughs) otherwise that you know guys and after that maybe Andre Dillier for the Bengals you know a right tackle who's really athletic but obviously for the Bengals fans they're hoping for one of those three guys a quarterback to change the future you know Zach Taylor or Gunslinger or one of the two Devitts to really help bolster the defense yeah um I think okay first of all I'm gonna rip the Bengals for a little or briefly because I already have a whole bunch um did you see their new slogan the new Bengals slogan no I have not instead of who day it is now New Day. New Day? Yeah, that's their message. Obviously, that's that their message. That is horrible. And I don't like that New Day. Way to acknowledge that you've sucked for the last 10 years. <laughs> Way to go, guys. That's exactly yeah. what we wanted to say. Yeah, it's been your slogan for so long. Just keep the Who Day, man. Like, that just, I mean, Or at least do up. something different. New Day is just literally acknowledging the, the, the disparity of talent that we've had in the last 10 years of mediocrity. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just yeah, we're hoping something new happens. We're hoping our ceiling isn't going to the playoffs and getting beat by five touchdowns. Yeah. And if you want to do that, you do everything in your power. To get our man, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. If the Bengals get Dwayne Haskins, I think the whole city of Cincinnati is going to be energized. 100%. New listen, quarterback. He's listen, a gun there's, slinger. There's a, I'm not saying that, the, that the, them and the Reds have meetings about what they're going to do with their teams. There's That doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. But, but what does happen is they compare, hey, what is the general Cincinnati fan, not football or baseball or Reds or Bengals fan, but the general Cincinnati sports fan think of our franchises? When they think of the Reds, they think, oh, they've had a rough go of it for a while. They're not that good. But, you know, they're kind of the lovable, upstart, young, bright-futured Reds. Wow, how about that? They're sending a good message. Oh, what's that? They're doing, you know, different marketing stuff that is friendly and youthful and exciting. Okay, so the Bengals over here on the other side are... We're going to add defensive help that's really going to shore up the abilities of our team. To we're going to add James is, Harrison, who's 37 yeah. years we're, old we're and 10 years past we're, his prime. We're, we're going to compete in the trenches every night. Uh, it's the hard-fought battles, battles that win you, you know, Super Bowls. <laughs> Marvin and, Lewis, we got to get better. And we yeah, we, yeah. we got to get better. We're, we're doing our best to win halftime of round one. Um, <laughs> You know that's, that's the ultimate that's the ultimate goal around here. And, oh, uh, man. But but so but so anyway, if you really want to send that message of New Day, which again I think is a terrible slogan, but I get what they're going for. If you want to do that, you do everything in your power to get Dwayne Haskins. That would be something. The new. fan base in in the the local population, I'll say. Would love that for the reason that again the new coach. What are we going to get from him? Offense. So there's no player on a football team that'll change the fortunes of franchise more than a quarterback. Exactly. We've seen that way too many times. We saw it with Carson Wentz at Philadelphia. You know, Jared Goff. He had Sean McVay, but Jared Goff, solid quarterback. The quarterback. He, if you can get the right guy, your franchise can change forever. And I tell you what, Zach Taylor has. Listen, I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that that uh, Dwayne Haskins comes in as our starter. I'm not saying that for a second. Mm-hmm. But Zach Taylor has no ties to Andy Dalton. No, not he, at all. His ties to Andy Dalton are, is he the best performer on our roster that is currently available? The only tie he has is, is he going to give it the best chance to win? Exactly. And if he believes Dwayne Haskins is going to, he can pull the knot on Andy Dalton, not lose any cap space, and not have to worry about it. Yeah. He didn't sign Dalton. He didn't draft Dalton. You know, does he like him? Sure, maybe. I don't know, Zach Taylor. Maybe he likes Zach, uh, Zach Taylor may be in the Bengals' ears. Get Dwayne Haskins. He may also be in their ears. Hey, if he falls to us, I don't like him. Don't take him. 
Yeah. There, there, there's a possibility yeah, it could that be, yeah. the opposite where he's like, you know what? I'm Man. sticking with Andy. If we're not worrying about a quarterback, we need to go draft a Devin Bush or something. Yeah, and, and, and who knows? Maybe he says, okay, maybe our plan this year is to just really build and, and get a guy who's going to take a couple years to develop, and it's going to take us some time. Maybe we're going to have a really rough season. Maybe we win two games. Maybe we draft to attack of Viola. Yeah. Like, I, I tell you what, there's a – I mean, tank for two. I tell you what, as, as soon as I publish this podcast, I'm going to somehow come up with a clever tweet involving Tua – or tank, tank for Tua. Oh, tank man. for Tua. That's Yeah, that's becoming a real thing in the NFL. And I bet there's people already getting ready to tank for Trevor Lawrence here in two wait, years. Wait, am I, is tank for Tua already on? Am I late to the party? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah, that's already a thing. That? Oh, oh, dude. Yeah, oh, dude. I'm not, I'm not really involved in uh, football Twitter. Yeah, Tank for Tua. Yeah. Hockey Twitter is a different animal, bro. It's a different animal. I agree. Yeah, Tank for <laughs> Tua has been around for a while now, ever since he was having that nice season in Alabama. It's been, it's been. It's probably been going on since he, since he was announced he was coming in for for Jalen Hurts a couple of years <laughs> yeah, ago. <laughs> the tank for Tua was definitely real. So obviously we're really excited for the draft. There's a lot of possibilities for the Bengals, and obviously you know we so many teams. There's gonna, it's gonna be so fun to watch the draft. I can't wait. Uh, now obviously that is Thursday, eight o'clock on ESPN or NFL Network, wherever you want to watch it. Um, I usually watch it on ESPN, but obviously whatever you guys prefer. So now we are going to switch topics. We are going to talk about hockey. Heck yeah. Yes, we are going to talk about hockey. As me and Leo talked about, the Blue Jackets did indeed that night finish the sweep of the Tampa Bay Lightning and now are moving on to the second round. Leo, how are you feeling as a diehard Blue Jackets fan? <sighs> Just waking up from my, uh, what is it looking like, uh, seven-day nap now. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh. I tell you what, we've been out here just trying to keep ourselves busy while all these other teams are beating up on each other. And it'll be interesting because I tell you what, nothing's changed since we talked to you last other than the Jackets did complete the sweep. Um, uh, let's see, who, who else completed their sweep? The Penguins got swept. Yes, by correct. The, uh, the, the, the Islanders. Islanders. We, we Islanders. talked about that. We, we yeah. talked about that. The Capitals have been pushed to Game Seven. Yeah, I uh, Ovi was, was irate uh, yeah. about that. Um, that'll be tomorrow, and the Leafs and Bruins are going to be in seven. That'll be tonight, and that'll determine who plays the Jackets in Round Two. Personally, I'd like to see that Maple Leafs matchup. Um, I think that they are less playoff tested. Um, and I think the Bruins are just so smart defensively and gritty that that really, put it this way, the Blue Jackets and the Bruins are near identical teams. Yeah. And I think that that is the best kind of team. So I'd rather not play a team that's just like us. Yeah, um, and, and so I, I'd like to play the Leafs. And, and part of that also is talent-wise, I think Bruins and Leafs are a toss-up. Their style of play is the question. But also part of that. I'd love to get the exposure playing against Toronto. Absolutely. Toronto. Another big huge. thing I saw, the Tampa Bay Lightning were the one seed. I think in the West, wasn't it the Calgary Flames? Correct. They were the they one seed. They got eliminated as yeah. well. In five games against against the eight seed in the West. Has the this Colorado ever happened Avalanche. before? The both one seeds getting eliminated and dominating. Actually, both won no, one game. No, combined? I mean, the President's Trophy winner awarded the best regular season team has never been swept before this season, as the Blue Jackets did. And, That's and, incredible. And the Calgary Flames had a great season as well. Um, and, and the Avalanche really, put it this way, the Avalanche were, are a really great team. They were in the conversation for best team in the West up until about the All-Star break. Then everyone just went cold. The wheels kind of fell off. It, the wheels kind of fell they off. They slid into the and playoffs. They slid into the playoffs. Again, and just they, like the Jackets, what did they do? They got in. hot at the right yep. time. Right That's when the playoffs came around. And they yep. took care of business against Calgary. Sirius was tied 1-1, and they were out all three straight. And Nathan McKinnon, the big train. That's his new nickname. This guy is unreal. Former I'm calling Olympic, it. Nathan He's McKinnon. on the cover of NHL 2021. The, co- the cover athlete this year will be Sidney Crosby, my prediction. Sidney Crosby, yeah, you know. Because this is, you know, NHL 20. You know, it's, 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 a new, it's a new era. And Crosby, he's starting the sunset of his career. Yeah. So absolutely. he's not declining yet, but he's starting the sunset. Yeah, starting, and, you know. And because he was never elected in a cover vote because everyone loved, hated him except for Penn's fans because simply they're jealous of him. Yeah. They've got to put him on the cover at some point, and this is when you do it. You say, on, on number 20, newly, yeah, Sidney Crosby, Sidney Crosby, the best player in the NHL. He was he was the best player for over a decade. He's been great for the sport. He's a three-time in a Stanley Cup uh, champion back-to-back a couple Two-time years ago. Two-time Olympic gold, including yeah. – and, and I'm, I think this cover – I know this is kind of an off-subject kind of thing for us, but I think this cover should be like a shrine, dude. It shouldn't just be him playing or him holding it a It should cup. be kind of like a I montage. Mean, it, sh- it should yeah. have like 
two gold medals on it, countless world championships, yeah, him and his hockey, his, and his, his Canada Stanley journey. Cups, yeah, and his Canada, like, like oh, just all the memories that he's had. Yeah. I mean, making the making. I mean, dude, this guy made the a Olympics with Gretzky and Lemieux and Brett Hull and all yeah. these incredible players when he was 18 years old and hadn't even been drafted yet. Yeah, he played on a line with Wayne Gretzky when he was 18, and Gretzky was, I think, about. 37, I want to say. I mean, I mean, just talk about something special. And he's lived up to it. He has lived up to expectations and some. Well, obviously, we know he had some scares in his career with a lot of concussions. You know, yeah, he didn't play. Yeah. People, we were uh, we were asking, are we going to get robbed of you know a Hall of Fame career? You know, but he was able to come back. He won two more Stanley Cups. One of the greatest players of all time. I think it's right. As you said, they put him on the cover of NHL 20. You know, as he gets ready to start the decline of his career, he can retire at this second, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's just going to keep adding. To he's that. a guy. Listen, hockey. Hockey has a waiting period, like most sports, five years before you can be before your first opportunity to be inducted. And hockey is known for waving that at times. They waved it for Gretzky. They waved it for Lemieux. They said, "You're so good. You're just in." They will do that for Sidney I, And they should, as they should. He deserves it. They should, as it will be done for Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. I hope it's done on the same day as they're right next yeah. to each other and they get in a fight. That'd yeah. be great. That'd be <laughs> and it was so ironic because they were the number one and two overall draft picks in, what was it, 06? No, actually, 07? actually, it's common misconception. Ovechkin was the number one pick in 04. Crosby was the number one pick in 05. They were both rookies in the 05-06 season because, not because Ovechkin didn't play until a year later, but because there was a lockout and the 0405 season didn't happen. So oh, Ovechkin wow. is one year older. They were both number one overall picks and they both played in the NHL their first year eligible to. Wow. There you go. I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting? And, and actually a little fun fact, this is this is interesting. The Florida Panthers tried to pick Alex Ovechkin. He's he's three days off of being eligible for the two thousand three draft, in which they had the number one overall pick. The Florida Panthers did. So they said, hey, if you count for leap year days, Ovechkin then is actually 18 years of age, and we should be able to draft him yeah. in, in 2003. And the NHL shot him down not once in the first round, but twice in the second round, wow. and three times in the third round. And they haven't um, recovered since. Yeah, so when you think <laughs> about it, and since. Crosby was really young for his draft class, which is uncommon in hockey. Most of the time, um, you don't start your kid until he, he'll be old for his draft class, theoretically, because Progressing through junior, a lot of times that is beneficial to have that extra 10 to 12 months of growth in your system. Right. Um, but Crosby was young, but he still dominated, obviously, the junior ranks and everything. Yeah. Um, so, theoretically, even though they were rookies the same year that they were eligible to play in the NHL um, for both of them, and they were both number one overall picks in the NHL entry draft, yeah. think about that. They were rookies in the same year, were number one overall picks, and both played the first year possible that they were eligible yeah. if i'm making sense is that yeah. clear and you know the two best players of their generation 100 you know, i mean ovechkin's the best goal scorer of all time yeah um you can't even debate that in my mind um and crosby all around both our first ballot hall of famers like you said they wave it whenever they get a chance they're going to wave it from both of them and they're going to put them in the hall of fame you know it's awesome to see obviously with capitals being in game seven against the hurricanes yeah yeah, the yeah hurricanes. which is awesome yeah which obviously game great. seven in any sport you love seeing game seven yeah. in any sport so Obviously, we're going to get that, you know, see if Alex Ovechkin, the reigning and defending champions, the Capitals, see if they will make it to the second round or not. Yeah, we'll see. And the truth is, um, I, I think even if they don't, it'll be disappointing. I mean, you're doing me wrong, disappointing. But this Carolina Hurricanes team has come out of nowhere and just been fantastic defensively you know offensively Sebastian Ajo's leading the charge and Jacob Slave and Justin Falk Brett Pesci uh just to name a few on the back end who are really contributing Curtis McElhinney is backing up to um my man Peter Matt Mrazek who's just been on fire lately uh just a couple goalies random pickups and they've been phenomenal um catching fire again getting hot at the right time, and the Caps are going to play seven against Carolina tomorrow. Absolutely, and I trust the Caps. They're the reigning champions. I do too. They have Alex Ovechkin. You know, they have the guy who can put the team on his back and go get you two, three goals at any given time. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Capitals, but as you said, the Hurricanes are really good. They're playing hot. You know, don't be don't be surprised if the Capitals go down. It should be a really good game. Keep in mind, the captain of the Carolina Hurricanes, Mr. Game 7 himself, Justin Williams. He's got 14 career points in Game 7s, yeah. leading the NHL all time. And uh, he's in So they, seven, they got the guy, games. too, that can yeah. take over a Game 7. As well as he was a member of the Capitals for years before they uh, finally broke through and won it last year. So he's familiar um, with the, the Exactly. And, and he's won a couple cups in his own right with the LA Kings. So he he's experienced. He knows the other team. And he knows he's a great player on the road in Game 7s. 
And uh, we'll see what Justin Williams has up his sleeve. Should be a treat. Without okay, a doubt. Seven, should be a treat. Obviously, we are going to wrap it up, guys. We know we've been going for a while. But we did want to talk about, real quick, and we're not talking about the matchups, just the NBA playoffs. Yes, that's right. Oh, man, we went on for a while, yeah, didn't we? about the NFL draft. And it's fine because the draft is this Thursday. The NBA playoffs are going to be going on. Yeah. You know, when we come back next week, they'll still be going on. I don't think anyone will uh, complain about yeah. the content explosion. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to say, that uh, real quickly, I think the Bucks have been really impressive. Uh, they yes. swept uh, the Raptors. They lost game one, but overall they've been pretty impressive. No, Kyle Lowry lost game yeah, one. Yeah, except for Kyle Lowry. He has not been very impressive. Been it could have been a sweep. It probably should have been a sweep. Um, but I did want to talk about the Russell Westbrook-Damian Lillard matchup. Yeah, yeah. Because Damian Lillard right now is owning Russell Westbrook. And I tried to say it from the beginning. Um, I think Portland's going to finish this out in five. I like Russell Westbrook. I like the that he goes 100% each day. You know, he has the energy. He Put leaves it all on the floor, but he is not going to be the guy that's going to lead you to the promised land. I said it at the beginning of the year. They're going to get beaten five. He's reckless. He gets beat on defense. He's terrible at shooting threes. He turns the ball over. It's just it's not working for Russell Westbrook. Something's got to change for Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's talent. I mean, I mean, you could argue he is the. I mean, you put him in the class with guys like Kyrie Irving. I mean, this guy just makes plays yeah. he's incredible athletically one of the you know most gifted athletes ever on an nba court yeah I, I mean and there's anyone who says they don't want him on their team is a moron you would like to have russell westbrook you're a moron if you don't want russell westbrook on your team that doesn't mean he has to be a leader yeah listen if he's not a leader sure you know maybe maybe i mean put it this way being a leader is a good quality right yeah but that doesn't mean that every good player has it yeah. And Russell Westbrook might not have it, and that's not a knock on him. You know, just because you're not necessarily a leader. Yeah, that's I mean, the, yeah. That, I don't that even, does yeah, not mean that, that you're a troublemaker. The knock on Westbrook is that he's not getting it done on the court. He, and, and you know what? He's not getting it done on the court. As, as much as that's a knock because it's a fact, he's done it on the court for so long. He's not a playoff choker. Yeah, I mean, he's a regular oh, season Oh, are, are you sure he's not a playoff choker? That's, what is this going to be? Ever since KD left, he hasn't made well, it out again, of the first but, round. But, but again, he's not your guy. He's not the guy in your lineup. I agree. Listen, Russell Westbrook is good enough that you don't need a big three. You need a big two. I know they got Paul George. I understand. Paul George is not a good enough one because he's not a one. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I don't think Paul George is a one. Yeah. So, He's also one of those guys that he could be the best, second best player on a championship team. Put it this way. You put a player like LeBron or a guy like Steph yep. or something like that. Anyone of those caliber, you know, top 10 players, Kawhi, you, you, you know, these guys. Put them with Russell Westbrook, and that's a good enough one-two that you can beat most of the big threes in the league. That's how good Russell Westbrook is because he's as good as a number one, but he's not – He's just not the one guy. Yeah, he's not game, the leader. His game hasn't evolved. He's he's a bad three-point shooter in the shooter's league. He turns the ball over. He's not great on defense. And like I said, I know he gives us 100%, and I, I want to like him a lot, but I've seen too much bad play from Russell, uh, Russell Westbrook to you know to not say that he's not going to be able to get the job done in the playoffs. And again, Paul George had a great year. He was an MVP candidate at one point. He's going to finish top five in MVP. And they're going to get beaten five. And Damian Lillard is just outplaying Russell Westbrook right now. He's And personally speaking, yeah, Damian Lillard is better. I think Damian Lillard is better than Russell Westbrook. And he's proving it on the biggest stage. Going head-to-head, you know, they're smack-talking. They they don't like each other. Damian Lillard is getting the best of them. Yeah, uh, it's it, it, it's what's happening. And I'm not... I'm not gonna, you know, mince words. Damian Lillard's been the better player, uh, and he's and he's definitely been on top in in all respects, and yeah. and that's why his team is on top. Absolutely, you know, the NBA playoffs, the Rockets, even though they they were on pace to sweep, they Donovan Mitchell had a really nice game yesterday, and they're going to be going to Game Five. I think the Rockets do close that out. The Warriors swept. Ooh, yeah. Well, not swept. Actually, they blew the three point lead, but after the words, they got the job done, and they annihilated the Clippers after that. Did but, you see Kyle Korver's uh, kind of tribute to what Donovan Mitchell did? Yeah, he would. Yeah, Kyle Korver's a really nice guy. Class guy. Class yeah, guy. class guy. He's one of the greatest three point shooters ever. It was really nice to see that. And good for the Utah Jazz. You know, they're a good team. Quinn Snyder always has them playing hard. You know, maybe, who knows, they might reel off one or two more games. Sure, the Rockets probably do end up closing the series, but they're a team that fights. They're a team that's going to win a game. They're going to make the Rockets fight. So, obviously, the Celtics and the Bucks, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Both teams swept. The Celtics swept the Pacers in the first round. Giannis Antetokounmpo finally got that playoff series win. 
He he didn't even play that well in the first round, and they annihilated the Bucks. He had a really good game, just this uh, game four, 41 points. Kyrie versus Giannis, I think, is going to be a really, really nice matchup. Giannis. That, that man Giannis. Is, is just on a different level right now. He's great offensively. He's great defensively. Him and Kawhi Leonard, without question, are the two best two-way players in the NBA. Both are top five offensively. Both are top five defensively. Probably one and two defensively, Kawhi Leonard and Giannis. And they're both one of the five best offensive players. You know, They're they're incredible. And I think the Raptors are going to get it done. They shouldn't have lost game one, but they're going to finish out in five. And they got the superstars are, are coming heavy here in the Eastern Conference. And I, I look forward to it, especially that Celtics and Bucks series. I just can't wait till they call up Giannis, dude. Like, like the team, like they're just going to be so much better whenever they call him up. Who? Giannis. If they call him up, yeah, I don't understand. The next league, when's the? What's the next league that's going to call up Giannis? The next league? Yeah, I mean he's dominating this one. When's the next one? Oh. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this kid is insane. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He is unreal. He's incredible. He's The way he drives, he's so long. He's so athletic. And the crazy thing is he doesn't even have a consistent three-point jump shot yet. Is he the best player in the NBA? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Done. <laughs> yes. He doesn't have a consistent three-shot. Best player in the NBA. And, and he's only 24. He's only going to get better. He, each year he's gotten better at three-point shooting. Isn't there talk that the that the Bucks might not be able to lock him up, or did he sign something? No, he's not signing an extension. Like he hasn't, but I think they will because Giannis is a low key player. He doesn't care about the LA's. He doesn't care about the New York cities. He's made it clear that I'm a low key guy. I love the Bucks. I want to stay here, and I want to stay here the rest of my career. Okay, How so much- so he doesn't care for the Oklahoma cities. No. Actually, because <laughs> could you imagine? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The possession nightmares. Oh no! Yeah, I don't think they could even afford him because they gave uh, Russell that big two hundred million dollar contract, and Paul George got a max contract. Ah, uh, the NBA, you always figure it out. You, <laughs> you could find. I feel like if they wanted, they could find a way to sign Giannis. Oh no! Paul George mysteriously fell off a cliff. <laughs> like, mysteriously fell off. Yeah, a cliff. mysteriously fell off a cliff. Twenty minutes later, we're uh, pleased to announce uh, the signing and. and for uh, Giannis and Tunicopo. Giannis is a guy that can single-handedly. I think he, he's one of those guys, you put him on a championship team, he's going to be the best guy. He's you gonna put him on Cleveland, they might go to the finals. He's, he's LeBron. He's incredible, especially now, I think, with Mike Budenholzer. He's really taken him to another level. Oh, man. He's the best player in the NBA in my eyes. Top five defense, top five offense. He's got the charisma. He's got the it factor. He's getting better at shooting threes. He shoots 58% from inside the arc. I think even maybe even, even better than that. He basically has no weaknesses. You want to make him shoot threes, that's fine. He's a good passer. He's a good distributor of the ball. He's a superstar, and he's going to be – he's probably going to win MVP this year. And I honestly, in my eyes, I think he's going to win a few more. He's not done winning MVPs in this league. So. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just begging the Bucks. Listen, I really like what you've done with your logo. It's not half bad. But find a way to implement it in a jersey that's really just fun. Vibrant and rad, like just, the old Bucks jerseys when Ray Allen was a part of the Bucks. Yes, I, I guess, but but like this is the, the kind of the cream with the forest green. I understand what you're going for. You know, Minnesota. You know, mm-hmm. it, you nailed it, hundred percent. Do something different, just once for me. Give me a reason to buy a basketball jersey because yeah. Giannis does it for me. Your yeah. logo does it for me, but your jersey doesn't quite. Yeah. So Milwaukee, I know you're a frequent listener of our podcast. <laughs> Please. Um, just do it once for me. Just give just give us really nice looking Giannis Antetokounmpo jersey, and it could be the best selling jersey in the NBA. I'll probably buy it off of a Chinese website, and you won't profit <laughs> from it. But I will really appreciate it. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. So obviously the NBA playoffs, we're looking forward to them. NHL playoffs, we're in the heart of it. Uh, so unfortunately, we only wait, do wait. have a few weeks left on the podcast until summer. We nope. I think we have two more recordings until we leave for summer. So. We hope to give you guys another good couple of podcasts before we head out. Oh, 100%, dude. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. We'll be here, dude. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, we still have a couple more. Obviously, we'll talk about the draft next week, what we thought of the Bengals picks, what we thought of overall. More hockey talk, more playoff talk, and obviously baseball talk. We'll get, we can get into that. We can get into so many different things. So a few more podcasts left for the end, until the end of the semester. It's honestly been a great semester. I know it's been hectic. You know, a lot, a lot of people have been here. I, I think I've been the only constant this uh, yeah, semester. Dude. Leo, you missed yeah. a lot of time earlier. Polly's missed a lot of time, even that baseball-wise. But, you know, I try to keep it consistent. I try to We try to give you guys the best content we can give you. Um, we got a few more weeks, and obviously we'll be back again to do it next year as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Exciting times. Uh, I don't know. Mr. Polly might be on his way to graduation. Yeah. Um, 
So we may either, hey, just me and you, or we may add a third person, but they have to be right. They have to be hey, qualified to hey, do it. We're putting it out there. We're floating it. Yeah. We're floating it, dude. We, we possibly, depending on what Poli's schedule looks like, maybe be looking for a third member of the Amateur Hour team. We're maybe possibly floating it, maybe. Maybe possibly floating it, maybe. What? Floating it. Floating it. I'm confused. I'm talking about a third person. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Flo oh, like floating it out, like giving the idea that it's going to be a third Jeez, person. Jeez, it's a shame we don't edit these things. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody listens, like, what is wrong with these Listen, people? I hope, uh, the real shame of it is we should have just like put in the description, stop listening at the one hour <laughs> But unfortunately, we just now hit that. Oh, so wow. that one minute of terrible content was the 59th minute. Oh man! But yeah, obviously, yeah, it's been it's been this podcast has been super long. Obviously, we're gonna get out of here, guys. We got a lot more content coming out to you guys next week. So for Stefan Alvi, Leo Saylor, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll talk to you later. Final thoughts? You know what, Bucks? Put that jersey together. But don't you dare put pinstripes on it because Jerry Naren, I know, <laughs> will have some kind of hand in it and we won't have it. Like Safwan said, have a great week. We'll hear you next we'll week. We'll talk to you guys next time.